Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and for some extra free picks on TikTok. All those links are in the description. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Friday, December 2nd, 2022. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. And if you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answered is on the Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link is in the show description. As always, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet linked in the show description or on the website homepage. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, we record these uh, the night before, yeah. uh, the next day. I, I always hesitate. We, we do it like late enough in the night that we kind of know how the night's going, but not so late in the night that we know how the night went. So I always feel a little bit hesitant saying how we did specifically, especially, you know, we talk about like, this is just a subset of games that we're kind of highlighting here. The model has picks on every single game. Um, so far, it seems like a decent night, uh, yeah. but it's like, we're at that point now where it's like, there's still a few things out there that can really go sideways for yeah. us, you know? Yeah, that, that's the only issue with with yesterday or, or today, picking some of the late games. You don't know how it ends until, like, because of the Arizona game, Arizona game, or Arizona State game is really close. I mean, yeah, Arizona. What is happening there? Uh, yeah. Well, or or what happened to Youngstown State? I mean, I don't know if how many people saw that. I, I pulled it up on one of my screens at ESPN Plus, and yeah. tie ball game, end of regulation. They have the ball, and the shot goes off the back of the backboard, like like the backboard, like the stuff that's holding the backboard up is what the shot went off of on a sideways falling over <laughs> three. Then, then they have the ball tied. Yeah, second overtime or the first overtime uh, tie ball game with the ball and it air balls. And I'm like, guys, guys you, you said you said a win. You had two chances. And look, if they if they lose a game in double overtime and they get decent looks and they just go off the rim, I'm like, you know what? That happens. But like to not even like get the ball to the rim. I'm like, come on, guys. That, that's <laughs> that was ridiculous. And then the fact that what two of our picks they went two of twenty from three in either game is insane until the last minute of the game like Creighton had two mm -hmm. hit four threes in the last minute but hit two before that the entire game somehow still covered and fighting fighting for it with Arizona State here they're in the same situation yeah if, if Creighton hit more threes in that game they might pull the upset like they and, and it's also it's part of that's credit to Texas defense and, and Beard's yeah. defense is fantastic so, so it's it's partially credit to the defense for making those threes not just wide open great looks right but it's also yeah. a little bit of you do well, expect yeah. to make a few more than that, right? Yeah, well, two two of 23 is what they were at some point, and you're like, okay, you can knock them down for Beard's defense, but two of 23 is a little crazy. And right, right, I was, exactly. texting, I was texting with a couple of friends of mine, and we were saying, I, I said, we got to reevaluate what we think about this Texas team, especially after watching that, because Gonzaga's not that great right now mm -hmm. until they find guard play, and they, they needed all those turnovers, and this Creighton team had – what their worst shooting night ever and 
were right there with them on Texas home court. So I might need to reevaluate that number two ranking. Yeah, I, it's it's so tough early on the season. That's what kind of I, I've tried to harp on a lot at this point is, you know, Wright State, for instance, just did not show up. And and that and I just like I've, I've been saying a lot this week, and I want to just remind everybody again, you got five games a year. Teams just are not going to show up five games a year. They're going to look fantastic. This is one of the five for Wright State that they just didn't show up. I think they're still a better team than that. But you do have to start trying to figure out early on exactly where a team falls. And if you can figure that out on certain teams before the rest of the market does, that's where you can really profit. If you can kind of say, no, I'm going to take a stance on this team. Uh, it's, in baseball, that's what the model did all season with you know with the Mariners and the Indians and a couple other teams. I was kind of like, hey, we're going to take a stance on these teams. They're better than the market realized. We're just going to ride them most nights. And it, and it worked out really well. And it's kind of the same thing here that the model's trying to do the same thing and trying to guide us. But with so many teams, the more you can kind of pick out and say, yeah, this team, is I have, I have this opinion on. I think they're better. I think they're worse than everyone else realizes that I think this bad game isn't just – one of those five, I think they aren't that good. Or you say, hey, I know everyone else is dogging because it's bad game, but I think that was just their one stinker and they're better, right? Trying to figure that stuff out early on in the season can really make the month of December a make or break month for you, I think. Yeah, yeah it, it really can because with the non-conference play, teams are trying to figure out who they are as long, and at the same time you're trying to figure it out. And right. so come, come halfway through January, teams know their rotation and things. So this yep. is the time where it can really tank your basketball gambling season or really set you up for a great year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, before we get to today's game, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and will be our college content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there. Above and beyond what we do here, membership starts at just $3 per month. That gets you the plays of the day 3-0 here today on Thursday. So that's always fun, including a plus odds winner. So uh, lots of reasons to check that out. Uh, if you haven't yet, though, we're still thrilled that you're here. Let's get to it all. It's courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up, link in the show description. And current as the time of this recording on Thursday night. Jake, of all the A plays that the model has locked in, your favorite, the A plus play of the day, at least in your book here, is Kent State laying seven at home against South Dakota State. So it'll be a six o'clock central tip. Sideline says this should be 9.3. And so I think it's pretty clear why the model gives us an A grade. It just says you're getting a couple points of value. And I, I want to kind of just iterate real quick before you get into it here. Um, you know, when, when the model says a little bit more than nine, it's actually seven. That turns out to a, a cover probability in the upper 50%. It's like we always talk about. There's no locks in gambling. This is just a play that we think is going to win in the upper 50% of the uh, percentage of the time that makes it a good investment still means it's going to lose 40% of the time. If the weatherman says it's going to rain 40% of the time and you go out and it's raining, you're not like, Oh, fire the weatherman. You're like, okay, it rained. Right. And so it isn't always going to win, but we think that on average Kent state's going to win by about double digits in this case, but we only have to lay seven, which gives us some good advantage here. Jake, what's your take on why Kent state minus seven is such a great pick. Like Kent State's a pretty good team. I mean, just you just had to watch the Houston game to kind of figure that out. They hung right with what's probably the best team going right now. Um, and then the loss before that was to Charleston, who's a pretty good team. Like it so started the year on fire. Yeah, and I mean that was on the road too. So both those games were on the road, and then both of them were two point games. You can't really knock them there. Like they've got an above average offense, but just barely above average. But it's their defense that's really good. They play at a very fast pace game so they're they're real fun to watch i mean 
you can't really, can't really judge off the Houston game with the, yeah. the scoring in the forties, but they really they, they actually play a pretty fast, fun game. Uh, Speaking of Houston, I just have to interject. I I had mentioned this, I believe. I don't know if it's to you or to cousin Jared or both of y'all, but like those two teams play later this month and just set the total in double digits. I'm not sure it gets to a hundred with those two teams. It should be a fun game, but man, that game's gonna be fascinating to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Uh, yep. And then, like, the South Dakota State team is still getting a little too much respect for what they were last year. I mean, their best players yep. on Creighton now. Um, they've lost three of their last four. Uh, their only, or, and their only win in the four was against a very bad Valpo team. Uh, they like to play the same style of game and pace that Kent State does, but and that plays right in the Kent State's hands. Uh, they're just – there's just not enough offense on this team, and they do not. And they don't play enough, good enough defense to hang with Kent State. Yeah, Kent State, one of those rare teams who wants to play pretty fast, but has a fantastic defense. Uh, again, you don't see that combination quite as often. Uh, they'll get up and down the court, but I mean, they will suffocate you defensively, and that should be enough at home to get them outside of the seven, at least in our opinion. To another eight-grade play, six p.m. Central, Wake Forest at Clemson. We're getting three points. With Wake Forest in a conference game here, sideline says this should be a pick 'em. That Wake Forest is actually the better team going on the road, and so that offsets with the home court. It's an anything can goes type game. Says to grab the three. Sometimes with these small numbers, especially with the model thinking a pick 'em, I think the money line makes a lot of sense as well. If that's something that you would look into, you're probably looking at you know plus one forty ish, something like that makes a makes a lot of sense. I think in my opinion, uh, Jake, why is Wake Forest either grabbing the three or the money line uh, a great investment? You're book yeah that's both the plays i'm going to be making just kind of like arizona state for the last one uh, i i just i think it's gonna be a fun game to watch i think these teams are like wake forest might be slightly better but i think they're just very similar so grab me the three points and i think especially basketball at three if it's predicted to be a three-point game that's that's a toss-up because it's one possession uh like they what's funny is they do it with complete opposite styles they're just you know, it's just completely different ways of looking at the game. Um, and both teams have some good wins and some really head-scratching losses. It's going to be a fun game to watch just because these two teams are so evenly matched. Uh, but, I, like, in these kinds of games, even that on the road, I, I like to trust the team with, that has the better guards. And I think Applebee's the better guard. And I like Forbes. I think he's a better coach than uh, Clemson's coach. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, but I'm, I think – the Applebee and Hunter duel that'll be for there should be a great one to watch. But like I said, I think Applebee's the better guard. They've got the better coach in Forbes. And I think that's enough, especially getting three points in a tight game is enough to make the, that the play. But I, I like him on the money line too. Yeah, it's it's like you talked about. They're they're very similar with their talent level, but their pacing and the way they play just completely opposite. You know, uh, Wake Forest wants to go a lot faster. Clemson wants to really grind it out. Um, it'll be a clash of styles. I'm not really sure who will prevail there, but uh, again, it should be a lot of good offensive possessions because both teams are a little yeah. bit better offensively than defensively. Um, but yeah, a coin toss type game, getting three points. It's hard to turn that down. Uh, or like you said, the corresponding plus of the money, whatever your style of play there is, or, or splitting the wager between the two is never a bad idea as mm -hmm. well. Of all the B-sides that we've locked in already tonight, 6 p.m. Central, Canisius at Siena. Siena is a, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Someone says it should be a nine-point spread. Uh, I mean, I think this is as simple as the home team's a lot better than the road team, right? I mean, what, what else do you have to add to the dialogue beyond that? 
Yeah, we need to start respecting Siena a little bit more here. They've got two wins against Power Six teams. They just beat Seton Hall, beat Florida State. I know they dropped a couple of games in the middle of the schedule, but I, I think they were trying to figure out who they were. Uh, like their last game was a win at Seton Hall. That's that's big. They've got uh, Javian McCullum. It was a great player leading the team and score scoring and assist. He's getting seventeen a game, about. Uh, about five assists, and he also plays really good defense as he's averaging still uh, still in a half a game. Like they're a very very solid team. Uh, not not like they're going to come in and upset somebody in March Madness or anything, but they're they're a very good team. Uh, and I, for, I think, for that for that conference, they're, they're yeah. pretty respectable. Yeah, and I've, I've Canisius Canisius, however you say it, uh, I've got them as a as a bottom bottom tier team. I'm not I'm not sure why places are loving them a little bit more i mean they did i'm not sure how they did it but they got they beat st bonaventure but they've lost every other game against d1 competition and if siena gets their turnovers control, out of uh, under control and it's not like Kanisha's defense is going to force a ton of turnovers either yeah. uh, i think they, they've sent a good chance to win this by 20 i mean they, if they can just not be as sloppy as they have been but i think those turnover numbers if you're looking at the averages and per possession are a little inflated with the teams they've played uh so i, I think Siena's just got more than enough to get this done by double digits. It's 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 a tough thing when you're betting college basketball, and and I, I may refer someone to this exact segment here, if depending on comments that are being made. But to me, it, this is my personal take: betting college basketball is a large sample type thing. You know, if you're trying to pick two or three games a night, you know, I'll try to highlight my best picks because I know people want that because they take my best picks and other people's best picks and and that sort of thing. So try to highlight that, and that's kind of what we're trying to do here. But there's just so much variability, and part of that variability is as we talk about the you know. Sometimes, you know, a hand, on occasion, a team plays really well. On occasion, a team plays really poorly. But the other thing is that, you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, in yesterday's show with the conference game. If Sienna shows up and says, this is a conference game, we've got to go out there and assert our dominance, they should absolutely win this game by double digits. I mean, their their offense is weaker than their defense, but still better than either of the units that Canisius is going to throw out on the field. Uh, and, and Of course, sorry. And, and, and their defense is a, is a lot better. And so – they should absolutely go out there at home and take care of business in a conference game if they're motivated to. You just never know. And that's when we talk about the variability. You talk about sometimes the team doesn't shoot the ball well, bricks a bunch of three-pointers, stuff like that, right? So that's why I always tell people, like, I don't say you should you should necessarily bet every game, but bet as many games as you're comfortable betting because that variability, you want to you want that end to get larger to decrease that variability. If you like it, play it. If you don't like it, don't play it, right? Don't play anything you don't like. But I always tell people, if, if you like five games, bet five. If you like 10, bet 10. If you like 15, bet 15. There's no magic rule that says, you know, you have to only bet three a day or you only have to bet one a day. And if you like none, bet none, right? And that some days it's like that, but... The point being, you never really know how it's going to play out. But gosh, if this plays out like it should, Siena should at home in a conference game go out and dominate, and it should be a pretty pretty straightforward, you know, matchup. Yeah, yeah, it really should. I, I mean, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Do you think basketball is a little more variable, but just because it's so much easier to score? Like in football, you've got to drive, you've got to drive 50, 60, 70 yards, so you got to beat that defense seven, eight times as they get, get in the end zone in baseball, you've got to beat a pitcher. Like I think with basketball being easier to score, do you think that that's the variability to it? I think the variability has come. I, I'll kind of half answer your question. I think there's more variability the last five to 10 years than there ever was before with basketball because the reliance on the three ball is going to create it. 
not to get too deep into the statistical weeds, but when you take open threes, it's a higher expected value, but it also increases your variance. And so you'll end up with more nights where you shoot 45% from three and look great. And more nights where you shoot 10% from three and look terrible. I think about the Rockets in that, that playoff game that everyone talks about that sort of thing. You know, when you're, when you're, when there's so many more three balls being shot, we've seen this track the last five or so years going through the roof that creates more variability. Um, every sport has their own runs of why things are variable or less variable in football. You see a little bit of decreased variability with uh, hurry up offenses with fewer possession or with more possessions creates less variability as well. So there's just different things that can, you know, it, with college basketball too, if we, if we get the shot clock down, even further, that's going to decrease the variability because more possessions means less chance for wonky things to happen. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different factors to that, but yeah, all the three balls is what makes college basketball just so variable and the shorter game um, and fewer possessions in the NBA, the NBA having a shorter shot clock um, and a longer game time, you have way more possessions in the NBA. So the variability in the NBA has more has to do with teams just taking a night off guys, taking a night off, that sort of thing. But in the playoffs in the NBA, the, the better team in a seven game series tends to win in college basketball, a seven game series, still a lot of things can happen. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just a, 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 again, like I said, a three ball, fewer possessions, that sort of thing, shorter game, I think just creates a lot of extra variability. We've, We've gone off the rails here. Uh, <laughs> bonus B-side for you. 6 p.m. Kennesaw State at Mercer. Mercer is favored by five at home. Sideline says it should be closer to six. Uh, Jake, I have no idea your analysis. We haven't talked about this. But, I mean, this is a spot I love right here when I think the home team's better and I'm laying a number around five. I think we might have talked about this yesterday, right? Or one of those, hey, they can get out there, they can win by ten. Or if, if it's close, fouls can get us outside that number. So something like this is always a spot that, that I love. What's your take on Mercer minus five? Uh, I think it's more about Kennesaw's defense not being good enough mm-hmm. to allow them to cover. They play at a slow pace, and it's definitely to hide their defense because they, they just don't want you to have as many possessions against their defense. Uh, and, I mean, Mercer's pretty balanced scoring. They've got four guys in double figures and another guy knocking on the door. Uh, they shoot the ball pretty well. They hit pretty good from the free throw line. Their defense isn't anything great, but it doesn't have to be because Kennesaw State's not that good of a team. Uh, and their defense is so bad that I think Mercer will – slowly pull away throughout the game because yes, I'll state won't be able to stop them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then that takes us to the Jake on a limb segment here. Uh, model has a C grade pick on this one. Doesn't really seem much of an edge, but you see something you like here. It's taking Charlotte minus six and a half model says it should be seven. Are you backing the model C grade pick at Charlotte minus six and a half, or are you taking the six and a half with Appalachian state on the road? Yeah, me and Sideline are seeing this the same. We're gonna we're gonna lay the six and a half with Charlotte. I mean, this sounds counterintuitive, but the more I watch them, the more which is kind of driving me nuts. The more I'm a fan of Charlotte because they are the mm. slowest team. Somehow there is a slower team, and I do mean a slower team. But just one. Yeah, I, I don't know who it is, and I'd hate to see them. Uh, but Charlotte, I, they're just a very solid team. They've got a great good game plan going out there. They're playing slow. Uh, to take their sweet, sweet time. They're averaging like almost 21 seconds to, before they get a shot off each time. Uh, they run everything through Ali Khalifa, who's a big guy. We've talked about that, how that slows offenses down. Um, and he's mm. he's doing very, very well. They've got a good guard to go with it. They're just, And they play extremely well on defense. Uh, they're they really they take they make teams almost take 20 seconds before they take a shot each possession so that's just eating all that clock um, that's the only thing that makes me slightly worried about this one is with 
few possessions that are there are in a Charlotte game, and it's not like Appalachian State plays any that much faster. Uh, it's just not a lot. Of, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that can be weird, and that's getting they might not cover six, but I I just don't think that Appalachian State is going to out Charlotte Charlotte in this game, and and right. I think Charlotte, especially being at home, will do enough to cover this and win by eight, nine, ten, and it'll feel a lot more because of how slow and deliberate they are. Uh, North Texas is the team slower than Charlotte. Oh, uh, Cousin Jared's talked a lot about them too. It's a team that's just like blind under bet them until the totals start dropping like 105 or 110s or something yeah. stupid, right? Um, but yeah, it, it's it's an interesting point. Appalachian State plays a little bit slower and sometimes tries to grind out a game. And when you're playing another team that wants to do that, that sometimes doesn't work really well because it's a it's a you know it's a strength on strength. But when someone's better than you at that. You know, especially on the road, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not a recipe for uh, for success. No. Uh, Charlotte's been a, a fun team to back from mm-hmm. uh, a, a betting perspective this year. They've uh, they've impressed me. Uh, yeah. I think they're they're seemingly a program that's really on the rise here. And um, uh, you know, kind of trying to play the Virginia play, but Virginia's the third slowest team this okay. year. And of course, there's been a lot of years where Virginia's been you know running away with that title, or sleeping away with that title, slowing uh, down, standing away with the title. All I know is running is not the right word. Running is not the right word. Uh, but yeah, Charlotte uh, trying that now, and it seems to be working for him pretty well. So uh, we're going to lay the points there. Model doesn't like it a ton, laying the six and a half, but you think it's a good investment for the people. Yeah. Which takes us to our must-see TV spot here. A couple games to choose from. The one that we're going to highlight that should be on your radar, 8 p.m. Central Illinois is playing at Maryland. Illinois is getting two points. Sideline says it's pretty much a toss-up and gives Illinois plus two a B grade. Uh, Jake, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I know it seemed obvious to kind of go with Baylor-Gonzaga. That's the one that was being hyped up and stuff. But I, th- I think both those teams are still trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. this year. And it's, it's I don't think it'll be near as fun as watching this conference game. Like that. It, it- it feels it gives well, absolute conference game for sure. It, it it feels a little bit like Baylor and Gonzaga are on the down yeah. and Illinois and Maryland are on the up, which adds a little bit more maybe excitement, a little more a little more fun, a little more like I I don't know where the ceiling is for either one of these teams. Yeah. They both look really good. Whereas Gonzaga and Baylor is is like more like I don't know where the floor is for either one yeah. of these teams. Yeah. Makes it a little bit more of a depressing feel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but it's just like, like I said, it's a conference game, and it ha- also happens to be the only time these two teams play, which could be big for Big Ten play. Uh, so I think there's a lot more meaning on this game. He's, like Maryland is really surprised that our first-year coach, uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Willard, I mean, came over from Seton Hall and then hasn't skipped a beat. Has really mm-hmm. have them in a much better place than where they were uh, last year. And then, I mean, Illinois got a completely new team, really. They, uh, just everybody just completely – and just completely way. reloading, you know, no big lost a bunch of people. No big deal. We could we could solve this problem. Yeah, and I mean, there's these. Are, I don't know that there's two more opposite teams out there and how they like to play. Maryland is in, uh, in that Virginia Charlotte playbook where they want to slow it down, and Illinois doesn't want to stop ever. They just want to keep you in a track meet. Uh, just has just had to watch that Syracuse game for them just explode and run out run away from them after it was a close game for a while. Uh, it's just I think Illinois has played some better teams that has been tested more Maryland hasn't quite yet. And I think these teams are very similar to each other talent wise. I mean, the last time Illinois played a team that slowed it down like this was Virginia, who's a very, very good team. But if you look at it, it was 32 free throws to nine free throws. I don't think we're going to see that kind of advantage here with Maryland. And I mean, that was a nine point game. You're talking 20, 
almost 22 or whatever math is on, mm-hmm. on the free throw difference that could really spell nine points easy. Uh, but so I, I don't think you see that kind of disadvantage for them. So I think that I think they've seen a good chance of winning this outright. That's kind of where I'm going to be playing it more so than the plus two. But plus two is a great grab here because I'm not sure Maryland hasn't gone through that test yet. And I think they're going in for a little bit of awakening here. Yeah, that, you know, I always tell people, I never know where the number's going to go that, you know, seven out of 10-ish times, the number will track towards where my model goes. Um, it doesn't always, right? Again, I, you know, I, I can't predict the future, uh, unfortunately. But uh, this is one where if I could really see this getting closer to a pick for sure. But in the event it doesn't, and it gets up to two and a half, three, you know, if it gets up even higher, you start liking it even more just thinking at a conference game, it just... You know, obviously anything can happen in sports, but it does feel like this could be a really tight game, you know, down to the wire, last team with the ball wins type thing. And if you can get two and a half, three or something like that, like you feel like you kind of win no matter who wins because it's just going to be a, a really tight, great basketball game. Um, but like I said, then if it trends towards a pick on, then now you're thinking about, oh, you missed out on potentially plus odds or something like that. So uh, I, I always just say, yeah, you know, grab what you want to grab here early on, grab the two, grab the money line at the plus whatever, you know, 110, 115 or whatever you're getting. Um it should be a great game and anything can happen. And I was in a game where you think anything can happen, grabbing some points, grabbing some plus odds always makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, this, like I said, this game could really mean something coming like this. You could easily see these teams fighting for number two in, in the big 10 behind Purdue, or even like having a leg up on Purdue. Like it's one of those that I think those are the three best teams in the big 10 right now. And I think it'll kind of stay that way. So this game has a lot of importance. And if I can see that, that you know the coaches can. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, it, it, we've talked a little bit in the Discord about the Big Ten. It just seems like it's going to be a, a bloodbath this year. There's like, yeah. you know, nine teams that you can name that all might be top 25 teams. And you, you have to assume a couple of them are going to rise to the top. It looks like maybe one of these teams will. It looks like Purdue will, right? And and maybe a couple of them will fall out, but you don't really know who at this point. It's just like there's a lot of really good teams. And so – it. You know, if you're a coach and you didn't play in this game for a conference team, you're kind of thinking, man, I wish my co- early conference game was against a, you know, a Penn State, not, not a good team to get, like, get things going. But, you know, the other way, you got to just pitch it to your players and say, hey, we got a chance to have a statement win here. Uh, get one in the bank. Let's go out and get it. And it should I, I, it should be a fantastic game. Yeah, and the schedules are weird. Like, I don't exactly know Illinois' schedule, but they've got Maryland's got this conference game, and then I think their next game is Tennessee. They're so, like mm. playing non conference. I would have thought start of the conference, and here we go. But nope, we're gonna. No, I think a, a lot of these teams they've, they've thrown this these one one or two random conference games out there, and then they go back to non conference. Uh, I, I think they, they're doing more non conference stuff through the final schedule, through the holidays or something, until they jump back in the conference play. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, right around the, right around the new year. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's going to take us to the overtime segment. I'm going to take us home here with a pick and I'm going to, I'm going to do a little okie dokie here. I'm going to tease you a little bit with Gonzaga Baylor. Obviously we talked about this a little bit. Is it is going to be a fantastic game. And here's all I will say about Gonzaga Baylor is if you have the early projections for sideline, 15 bucks a month, again, the number tends to move that model. Go ask cousin Jared about it. He will preach every day. He's looking at that and grabbing incredible value of getting good lines before the numbers move. And that doesn't guarantee winners. It just means more times than not, it's going to help get you on the right side of that. If you had the early projections, you had an A play already locked in on this game. We don't have an A play on it because the numbers moved. So no A play on this one. I'm just going to tease it and just say, hey, 
if you had the early projections, you already have a great play locked in on this one. So instead, I'm going to give you a different one. I'm going to talk a little bit off radar here. 6 p.m. Central, Boston University, minus three at Merrimack. I love this matchup because I think Boston's getting a lot of disrespect from the fact that they've been pretty terrible in years past. And this team isn't that good, but Merrimack is atrocious. Sure, they are really bad. I know it's a home game, but I think Boston can go out there and win pretty handily. I like laying a short number. Sideline says it should be about a six-point spread. Um, I mean, I don't really know what else to say on this one other than this is a situation where we talk about there's a lot of games, a lot of these small schools. Ken Palm's number is right around three, and I think that's what they've done here is they've just hung that number, and they're just going to let – they've got low limits right now, and they're going to let the number do what it does. So hopefully you're watching this here at night or early in the morning. My hunch is this is going to close a lot closer to the number that Silent has at six. So I'm going to lock in three here. Hopefully you get as low a number as possible, but it should be at least five, if not six. Boston should win this game pretty handily. They aren't great, but they are a whole lot better than Merrimack is. I think Merrimack now is as bad as Boston might have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, like this Boston team's really turned around. They're a very solid team. Merrimack is just bad, real bad. So, I, like, when I saw my three, I, I went ahead and jumped on it way ahead when we had the – especially with the early projections. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you then today. Jake, any parting words? No, no. I, I, I'm pretty sure I kind of have it on in the background. Uh, Arizona State Arizona State pulled out the win, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's even better. I, I think they did pull out the win for us here. So uh, uh, lots of lots of good things happening. Uh, hopefully we can continue that throughout the rest of the week here. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>